Hello everyone, this is Joel Black. I'm the lead pastor at Cornerstone Alliance Church. This past Sunday I preached a sermon on cannabis and the recording did not really go very well, so I just want to take this opportunity to give a brief synopsis and just summarize uh, what the sermon was about for our podcast here. So let me just uh, do that. Um, the sermon title is um, Cannabis and Christians Seeing Through the Haze. And the first point I made uh, in the sermon was that marijuana is good. We go back to the beginning of the Bible, first page, you know, first book, first chapter, first verse. Uh, in the beginning, God created pot. God created everything. And so every good Christian discussion of marijuana needs to begin back in creation. As you read the creation story, every time God creates something, he says that it was good. And then he gets to the final day of creation, he creates human beings, and he says that it was very good. And so creation is inherently good. It's not just, you know, potentially good. It's just, it's not that it can become good. It, it is good. And this includes the marijuana plant. Many uh, proponents, uh, Christian proponents of marijuana use, like to quote Genesis chapter 1, verse 29, and I affirm them in this. Genesis 1.29 says, Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant, which marijuana is a seed-bearing plant, on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours uh, for food. So I started my sermon just by making the point that God is the creator, everything he created is good, and that includes uh, marijuana. But then I said, that doesn't mean that every way we use marijuana is good. Marijuana is good. God created it for good purposes. This is true. But that doesn't mean every way we use it is good. So, for example, fire is a very good thing. It creates warmth. We use cooking. Uh, We use it, I think, to create things in factories or whatever. It's a very good thing. But it can be used in a very bad way as well. It can be used in arson to destroy buildings and to kill people. And so fire is good, but not every way we use it is good. And this is the same with marijuana. And so as one book that I was reading, they put it this way. They said, fire is good, but unless you work for a circus, that doesn't mean you should put it in your mouth. Now I want to refer to, then I refer to um, 1 Timothy chapter 4, because there were some people who were encouraging um, abstaining from certain things that God had created good. And this is referred to, which is pretty strong in 1 Timothy 4, as the doctrine of the devils in the King James Version. So I'll read it in the New International Version. First uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. It says, The Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. The King James Version says, Doctrine of the Devils. And I don't usually use the King James Version, but I will today. Doctrine of the Devils. That's what that is. Things taught by demons. Think about that. These are things taught by demons. These are doctrine of the devils. What is this doctrine of the devils? Verse 2. It says, Such teachings come through hypocritical liars. Wow. Whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. So that pretty much like there's no conscience if it's seared with a hot iron like ouch and you're not just these people are not just hypocrites and they're not just liars they are hypocritical liars that's pretty strong words so what is it that they do these people look at verse three they forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which god created 
to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. Why? Look at verse 4. Because everything God created is good. That's my point. God creates good things. And continuing, um, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and so ordering people to stop having fun, like don't enjoy your food, you know, don't don't do this, that don't use these things that God created uh, for good, is a doctrine of the devils. So marijuana is good; it was created for good purposes, but that doesn't mean every way we use it is uh, a good way of using it. What might marijuana be good for? Well, Proverbs chapter thirty-one, verse six says this. Let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. See, this is um, using, putting a foreign substance into someone's body in order to give them comfort, to, to ease their pain when they're dying, even if it doesn't make them healthier. The Bible is saying it's a good thing to show, to have compassion and to ease the pain of someone else, and if you if you are working in in the health industry, if you're working for, um, if you've been called into that as nurses or doctors or practitioners or whatever, this is part of your Christian calling, isn't it? Is to provide compassion uh, for those who are are hurting. This is a good thing, and so we see in the Bible that medicine is to be used for these uh, purposes. Perhaps marijuana can be used. In this way, look at also in the New Testament, Luke chapter ten, verse thirty-four. Um, this man, the good Samaritan, went to this man who was half dead on the side of the road. He said he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. So the oil and the wine, these were those were medicinal ingredients that were used back then. It's kind of like a first responder today would 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 do this if they were living in the first century. The the oil and the wine is, is part of their medicinal practices. And so the Bible is clear that it is good to use medicine, it is good to use man-made um, uh, medicinal things. Uh, Jesus, of course, always still healed miraculously, and he still does today, even in our congregation. We pray for people, and they're healed miraculously sometimes. Uh, but other times it is through um, administering medicine, which is an act of mercy an act of love. First Timothy 5.23 also says, Paul says to Timothy, stop drinking only water and use a little wine uh, because of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. So uh, we can see um, that there are medicinal uh, purposes for things like uh, wine and beer and foreign substances. Now, all I'm saying here, and I'm not a physician, I'm a pastor, so all I'm saying here is the Bible does not forbid using marijuana uh, as medicine. That's all I'm saying. I'm not encouraging marijuana for medicine because that's not that's not my lane. Like I'm not a physician and I don't know enough to encourage that. All I'm saying is the Bible doesn't forbid that. I also know that uh, not every physician is on board with medical marijuana. Uh, some doctors will prescribe it and some won't. Uh, some don't uh, know enough about it. Uh, the research has told me uh, that there is not, there has haven't been enough clinical uh, tests, studies that have been done with marijuana, um, in the same way that is done with other drugs that are rigorously tested before they are approved by 
um, whatever governing body approves drugs in Canada. Uh, that hasn't been done with marijuana and so it still it seems to be you know many people are on the fence about this it's not a hard fast truth however uh, it seems like um, the Bible does not forbid using marijuana for medicine so then um, I talked about uh, cannabis and alcohol uh, in my sermon and many people make those two connections uh, since the Bible does not forbid um, alcohol uh, even though alcohol has this um, mind-altering effect then the Bible also does not uh, forbid marijuana. The Bible forbids drunkenness, but that doesn't mean we should stop drinking alcohol. Jesus made wine at his first miracle. He created wine, um, changed water into wine. He had wine at his last supper, and it's part of uh, something that is commanded for us Christians to do always. Um, it's wine is part of that last supper, but um, marijuana isn't. Marijuana is not mentioned in the Bible. And so um, it's good for us to look at a parallel, and alcohol is often the parallel that is used. But I've learned something. I did some research this week, and I went to visit. I did a lot of research online, and uh, online, you know, I have. Um, uh, I also went to a cannabis store uh, here in the city, and I, I walked in and I said, "I'm not here to buy anything. I've never smoked marijuana. I just want to learn. Could you teach me?" And so there was a cannabis specialist there, and he was very eager to teach me. So I learned a lot of things. And through my research, I learned about CBD and THC. These are two part of some of the contents of marijuana. CBD is uh, the stuff that is used for as medicine. It does not make you high. THC has no medicinal purposes, and it makes you high. So back in the day... Um, the THC levels and CBD levels were roughly the same, around 1% to 2% back in the 70s. In the 90s, THC levels began to get a little bit higher. The CBD levels remained the same. But today, there's, it's just a billion-dollar industry. And as larger companies got involved, they learned by harvesting different ways or using different light or whatever how to create a higher THC content in the plant. And so what used to be 1% to 2 maybe 3% uh, THC levels, today it's averaged 15% to 20% uh, THC levels in the marijuana. So the marijuana you smoke today is not the same marijuana that you smoked in the 1970s. It is far more potent. But the interesting thing is the CBD levels have stayed the same. They're 1% or lower. And this was confirmed to me when I visited the cannabis store. There was a large... Uh, variety of, of marijuana that was for sale and the cannabis specialist told me that the CBD level is always under 1% but the THC levels I could see this printed on each of the different strains and so he recommended for me a newbie who's never done this before uh, that I would start at around a 10% THC level and I know already that's like five times higher than it used to be not that long ago um, but I said, what's average? What's what's normal? And he said, well, normal is about 15% is what most people buy these days, but you can go even higher than 20%. So it's much more potent uh, than it was before. He also told me, um, and when you're starting, I just do one puff of this 10% THC marijuana. I said, just one puff? He goes, yeah, just, well, maybe one or two puffs. That's how potent it is. And so I'm intoxicated after one puff or two puffs. And so there are similarities between cannabis and alcohol, but there's a big difference in the intoxication level. We can drink moderately without having it affect us, without becoming drunk, but with marijuana, you become intoxicated soon after 
your first puff. And yes, people build up tolerance, and so s one puff might not affect someone else, but generally the research says between one and four puffs of the marijuana today, and you're considered uh, intoxicated. And so all the Bible does not speak against does not prohibit alcohol that would be like a first timothy 4 kind of doctrine of the devil's thing it does say we should not become intoxicated and yet with marijuana it seems like that's the only purpose people would go to these stores because the thc levels are so high and we become intoxicated soon after ingesting this that it seems to me that the recreational use of marijuana would not be something that would be encouraged by jesus followers you know, when we enter a situation, we enter a party or an atmosphere as Christians, we come in there, we say, or sorry, as non-Christians, we enter this, we would enter this party and say, hey, what, what can I get out of this? How can I have this gathering serve me and my purposes? How can I make myself more popular? Who am I going to stand beside? Who am I going to be seen with? You know, who do I not want to be seen with? And how can I make this about me? But Christians, we're different. A Christian would enter the same party, the same atmosphere, and think, how do I bring the love of Christ into this room? You know, who, who do I sit with because they, need, they just need someone to listen to them? Who can I listen to today? Who, who needs encouragement? And It's not about me. It's about them, and it's about me being an instrument of Jesus. And so if, our, if we have haze in our minds, if we're, if we're not thinking clearly, we're not able to be proactive in showing the kind of love that God has asked us to show to others. The other thing that has disturbed me too about um, cannabis here in the province of Manitoba is that our government, Manitoba conservative government, has a goal that within two years they want uh, legalized, legalized cannabis um, available within 30 minutes of 90% of Manitobans. It's on the website, it's been in the newspaper. I think 90% of Manitobans, like Churchill, Flin Flon, Emerson, I mean, 90% of Manitobans will only need to drive maximum 30 minutes to be able to buy legalized cannabis within two years. And I think, why? Like, do we even have a Tim Hortons within 30 minutes of 90% of Manitobans? Why is this so important? I mean, it's a money-making industry. So that disturbs me. It disturbs me because I know from reports coming out of Colorado in 2018, marijuana has been legalized there for a lot longer than here in Canada. And they have, um, there's over, uh, let me just get the reports here. As of June 2017, there are 491 retail marijuana stores. Well, what does that mean? 491 stores. Well, compared to Starbucks, Starbucks has 392. And McDonald's, there's only 208 McDonald's. So these are way more common than even Starbucks and McDonald's. But what's even more disturbing is that a large percentage of these stores are in the underprivileged neighborhoods. In the wealthier neighborhoods where they've got connections and they've got the power to lobby the government, and you know, not in my neighborhood, um, they're able to, to, re to reject that, but they're just put into these um, underprivileged neighborhoods. In one of these neighborhoods, there was one marijuana shop for every 47 people. And so because this is such a money-making industry, it sounds like, seems to me, that this is this is like exploiting vulnerable people. It seems like it's taking advantage of those who are underprivileged, does it not? Like, why would the same stores not be, you know, in the wealthier neighborhoods? And this, this is anti, that's an anti-Christ behavior. That's an anti-Christian attitude. So it does concern me here 
in Manitoba. When I feel the research has not gone ahead of us, we've jumped ahead of the research, and now our government is being very proactive in trying to get these out to every single neighborhood within Manitoba. And so I want to encourage you. It seems to me that the recreational use of marijuana would not be something to be encouraged by Jesus followers because of the intoxication uh, coming on so soon. Secondly, I see it's a it's a great danger of taking advantage of people who are who are vulnerable. And you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of nonsense out there on the web. Not everything is true. I have um, five children, and four of them are now in high school. And they all came home and they told me about Toy Story 4. Did you hear that? Did you know what, what Woody, you know, in Toy Story 4? He's bisexual in Toy Story 4. And I looked it up on the internet. Yep, sure enough, there it is. But guess what? We went to the movie the other night. We went to see Toy Story 4. And Woody's not bisexual. It's a rumor. It was, I don't know who planted that, but it just was disseminated as truth and everyone just believed it as fact. So... Not everything that is out there on the street is true. I encourage you to learn. Do some research. It's not that hard. One good place to go is called weedmyths.ca. It's a website started by a doctor in Nova Scotia who works with um, youth, especially, who are um, who are in trouble for whatever reason. So weedmyths.ca. I'll put some other links on there uh, in our handout. And so uh, please follow up and read these. So just to summarize, marijuana is good because God created it, and he only creates good things. But that doesn't mean every way we use marijuana is good. There are good purposes for marijuana, perhaps, that comes in the medicinal use for it. Uh, but the, but we are not ever to become intoxicated, because we aren't able to show God's love to others in the way that God is asking us to do. And so it seems to me that using marijuana for recreational purposes would not be encouraged is not something that a Jesus follower would adhere to. So I know some of you may disagree with me. I'm okay with disagreement. I hope you know me by now. If we've gone out for coffee or talked, like I'm fine with people disagreeing. But I also, um, I just want to help you and to encourage you and to to just say, we're if if people are, why are people looking for this escape and, and why are people doing these sorts of things and. You know, maybe I've never smoked marijuana, so I'm, I'm not in the same boat as you. But there's other things that, you know, I have done and I have found freedom from. And uh, if you feel that you're trapped and you, you can't become free from this, well, I, all I can say is we cannot help you. So we can't help you. But Jesus can. And so what we do here at Cornerstone Alliance Church is we bring you to Jesus. It's just basically, metaphorically speaking, we take your hand and we put it into Jesus' hands and we, we're there to put you two together and Jesus can do the miraculous. And so if, if, if you'd like help, just let us know and uh, let us introduce you because personally in my own life and many other people sitting around, we have been free from things that we haven't been freed from before because we were introduced to Jesus. So let us do that. There's no condemnation. We just, if you would like help, let us know and let us do that for you. So, that's a bit of a longer summary of my sermon than I thought it would be, but basically that's how I ended my sermon. And um, if you have any other questions, you can uh, contact us at cornerstonealliance.ca. Thank you for listening. Thank you.